All right, one hour in the books, one hour to go. By the way, it's a quick reminder, right after we're done here at Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN, we'll do Lakers Talk on social, so you could follow us, ESPN Los Angeles, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all the uh, social sites. We'll do it with video and all that other uh, good stuff there. Um, top NBA stories. Okay, I, I want to play something for uh, NBA fans out there, Laker fans out there. We, we obviously all know Lakers taking on Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, the Washington Wizards tomorrow. Look at their record. I think they're 27 and 34. So it's easy to just think, okay, hey, this is a walk in the park. The reality is Washington's actually playing some pretty damn good basketball. They're playing good enough to where, um, you know, they had won 10 of their last 12 games. Before they lost yesterday in overtime, they had won eight games in a row. They've actually been one of the, um, one of the hottest teams in the NBA. So I, I want to kind of shift my attention here to Russell Westbrook. Are we truly appreciating Russell Westbrook? And and listen, by the way, I'm not I understand there's some some people out there are not Westbrook fans. There's some people out there don't like his style of play, whatever the case is. Let me play this yesterday in in the postgame show for the Washington Wizards after they lost to the Spurs. Russell Westbrook was talking about um his triple doubles and I think he's up to thirty triple doubles just this season. He's up to a hundred and seventy-five triple doubles in his career, which is just six short of Oscar Robertson's all-time record of one eighty-one. Take a listen to Russell Westbrook. For me, I take pride, like I said, um, like I say, every single night and leaving it all on the floor. Um I honestly believe there is no player like myself. Um and if People want to take it for granted. Sorry for them. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure if everybody could do it, they'll do it. I don't care what nobody thinks about it. Uh, I take a lot of pride in I'm taking care of my body. I take a lot of pride in competing every night. I don't take nights off. Like fans, uh, that's Russell Westbrook. Um, Russell Westbrook is averaging a triple-double again this year. All right? That's his, his average. His average is a triple-double. So 21.8 points a game. 11 rebounds, and 10.9 assists per game. I'm not here to try and tell everybody that Russell Westbrook is the blueprint of how basketball should be played, that he's the perfect basketball player. I'm uh, I'm not here for any of that. But what I will say is this. There are times you just have to appreciate certain players for what their strengths are and what they bring to the NBA, what they bring every single night. Russell Westbrook's one of those players. I, I can't, you know, I, I, I think he's in a weird way got a... Uh, Maybe bad rap. I don't know if even that's the way the, the right way to describe it. But uh, Russell Westbrook, to be six triple doubles away from Oscar Robertson's record, passing Magic Johnson, passing Jason Kidd, passing LeBron James, to be six triple doubles away from holding the record. The only question is, is he, is he going to get the record this year or is he going to do it next season? And the other question is, are the Washington Wizards going to be in the playoffs in the postseason or are they not? Um I'm a fan of Russell Westbrook. I'm a fan of his style. I'm a fan of the way he walks and talks and doesn't care what people think about him. I'm a fan of uh, the effort that he brings every single night, and I'm excited to play Washington tomorrow because we get to see Westbrook for only the second time this season, and then that will be it. So to to put it in a nutshell, I think him kind of asking whether people are appreciating what he's doing or not, um, I love that he kind of explains, too, if it was easy, everybody else would be grabbing triple-doubles. You know what? They're not. Heard Vince Carter today on the jump saying he had five or six in his entire career. Vince Carter. So it just shows how rare it is to do what he's doing. And uh, and frankly, 
I, I was such a fan of his when he was in Oklahoma City when Kevin Durant was there, and I thought they had a legitimate shot to beat the Golden State Warriors. It's not his fault that uh, Kevin Durant left uh, left him at the altar and, and went on to go win a couple championships in Golden State. That's not his fault. And by the way, I think the Oklahoma City Thunder would have eventually beat the Warriors. They should have beat them in that year that, that KD decided to walk in that in that summer. It's also not Russell Westbrook's fault that the Oklahoma City Thunder decided to trade away James Harden and, and break up James Harden, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, who should have been playing together for 10 years and would have definitely had a championship by now. So uh fan of Russell Westbrook. I appreciate what he's doing. Looking forward to Lakers playing against uh, the Wizards tomorrow. All right. Do you care that the Knicks are competitive again? This has been something that's been thrown around in these NBA conversations a ton over the last couple of weeks. Knicks playing some good basketball. I don't know the latest here. Are they still sitting in fourth place in the uh, Eastern Conference? I know they lost yesterday um, to the Suns. And I know they're obviously having, they went through a streak where they had won nine games in a row. Them and Washington were two of the hottest teams. Um, Knicks had won nine games in a row. They're sitting fourth place, 34-28, and 28, tied with the Atlanta Hawks. I don't personally care whether the Knicks are good or not. I always hear this, well, it's good for basketball if the Knicks are good. It's good for basketball to have the Knicks be good. I don't know about you guys. I watch the bas- I watch NBA every single, you know, obviously I'm keeping track and every single season I'm excited about the NBA. Knicks haven't been good in a long time, and I've been fine. Um, I get it. I understand it. You want a big market. You want uh, the New York Knicks versus the Miami Heat. That has cachet. That we might even get in the first round or the second round, Knicks versus Brooklyn. That could happen, right? Like I get there's some great marketing material there. But I'm not one that thinks that, um, you know, my world's not changing whether the Knicks are good or they're not. I think it's actually kind of comical sometimes when they've gone on that winning streak and there's clips of people running around at Madison Square Garden so excited. It just kind of shows that they've been off for so long. And by the way, that's not me. I mean, Knicks fans are as loyal as they come. It's the fact that Dolan is the owner that they've really, you know, obviously been as bad as they have been. I am happy to see Julius Randle doing what he's doing because. Randall was obviously a Laker. Lakers draft him. He's having an incredible amount of success. I want to play the story that Julius Randall had, talking about Kobe Bryant's influence on him. He tells a specific story about how there are a lot of times now, after games, whatever the case is, he goes back to practice. He goes back to work and because Kobe Bryant at one time um, kind of taught him that. Take a listen. This is On the Jump with uh, Rachel Nichols, Julius Randle, uh, talking about his a story with Kobe. Yeah, it came from a combo with Kobe. Um, honestly, one of the gems that I picked up from him, uh, you know, I was, um, you know, going back home and, uh, you know, instead of going to hang out with my family, he was like, come work out with me. Um, and that's kind of one of those things where uh, I picked that up from him. Uh, and, you know, just uh, one of the things I really try to pass on to my teammates um, as far as just, you know, the work ethic, you know, every detail, uh, you know, going to extreme conditions or whatever it takes to get better. So, um, you know, I always pride myself in my work ethic. Uh, I learned from, you know, the greatest ever uh, in my eyes as far as work ethic and what it takes. So, um, you know, I just try to do my best to emulate it. Cool story by Julius Randle right there. And his influence, uh, Kobe's influence on him. Remember uh, when he got drafted, Obviously, with the Lakers, uh, Kobe's still on the roster. You remember Kobe's final game. There's Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson all embracing him. I think Tark Black. I mean, go down the list of different players that were on that roster. But a uh, cool story by Julius Randle. Uh, I think it's it, 
it's interesting what the Knicks are doing. At the end of the day, for me, the world's not going to end whether the Knicks are making a deep playoff run or they're not. You want these teams to be relevant. I get why you do, but I'm still going to watch Lakers basketball whether the Knicks are good or they're not. Um, Okay, last NBA story that I want to get into. By the way, quick shout-out here. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. What's worse than, you know, needing, know you, you know you need your car to go get serviced, and it's not getting serviced. You're not getting the job done. Just go to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Very simple. SoCalOilChange.com. Uh, they've been doing it for 30 years, and uh, they'll get the job done for you. SoCalOilChange.com. Um, let, let's do this when we come back, because I, I think there's a couple things I want to hit on. From top NBA stories perspective, I kind of hit on most of the ones that I wanted, but I think there is, I want to look at the NBA standings, and then also, did you guys hear Julius Irving on not putting, Dr. J, not putting LeBron James on his top two all-time NBA teams? He was on the uh, Posted Up podcast with Chris Haynes, which is, uh, Chris Haynes is fantastic, fantastic work he does with Yahoo Sports. Dr. J did not put LeBron James on his top two all-time NBA teams. Of course I'm going to get into that when we come back. 877-710-ESPN if you want to be a part of Lakers Talk. Uh, Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. We're going to give away another Harris SoCal uh, two-night stay coming up at uh, 845. Trevor Lane coming up at 830. we got a lot to get into. Stay right here. Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Are you tired of uncomfortable, stuffy clothing when you're on the move? Task Performance is here to revolutionize your active lifestyle. Crafted with their innovative organic cotton and bamboo fabric blend, Task Performance's Carrollton Collection is Task's all-time most popular active wear. Task Carrollton Collection is breathable, moisture-wicking, and provides USPF 50-plus sun protection, keeping you fresh, cool, and comfortable all day long. Task has harnessed the natural performance qualities of bamboo to deliver amazingly soft and durable apparel produced in an ethical and sustainable manner. Whether you're hitting the gym or on the trail, the golf course, traveling, the office, or just around town, Task Carrollton Collection will help you feel better, move better, and live better. Available in dozens of colors. See what better looks like at taskperformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCperformance.com. Task, creating the most comfortable performance apparel on the planet. Laker fans, as always, appreciate you guys being a part of the show. By the way, you miss any part of Lakers Talk, ESPN app or on iTunes. Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. Catch all two hours. We'll go till 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, Mike Bresnahan, nice enough to join us in the 7 o'clock hour. Hit on a lot of great topics. Um, Let me squeeze in a quick phone call here before I get into Julius Irving not putting LBJ on his top two all-time NBA teams. Eric in L.A., what's going on, Eric? Playoffs, Lewo. What's up, man? How you doing? Chilling. You can hear me, though, right? I can hear you perfectly. What, what do you got What do you got on your mind? I always get bad reception, that's why. Um, all right, first of all, with True, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, without him and A.D. and LeBron James out, I think we're negative five in the win column. Like, if we didn't have him... Uh, you know, um, we wouldn't have won some of these games. Um, he's doing a better job of taking care of the ball. His careless turnovers were what got my ire earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been round. He's round up, rounded out his offensive game, man. You know, I don't know if you remember a previous call where I was, you know, uh, talking about his contract situation and how he needed to round out his offensive game. 
he's he's hitting that 15 foot open jump shot off the screen, hmm. hitting three open three pointers. This is the guy. This is the DS I want to keep long term. Uh, last thing, Alan, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. You know, <sighs> to put it short and sweet, get your booty in the post, bro, mm-hmm. and shoot the jump hook. When your mid range jump shot is not falling, and he's rusty, I understand. Get your booty in the low post. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and he just doesn't do it enough, Alan. Eric, I appreciate you calling in. Let me hit on the Dennis Schroeder point real quick and. That's a good observation. That's why I started the show off tonight. You know, here I am doing Lakers talk seven to nine. Oh, I could hit on uh, how close LeBron is to returning. Anthony Davis three games. No, I started on Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell, and I appreciate when somebody calls and has that type of observation on on Dennis Schroeder because a lot of times, you know, I think it's just so simply like, oh yeah, it's just Dennis Schroeder. Uh, he's done fine all year. No, Dennis Schroeder in many cases, has carried the Lakers without LeBron and Anthony Davis. The most consistent player to do it, it's been Dennis Schroeder. I talked about how key Montrez is and that, you know, we, we got to see Montrez go back to what he was in March. And this is, if there's ever a time for him to obviously get back to that state, and I think now he's going to be that primary center that comes off the bench and all that other good stuff. Dennis Schroeder's been fantastic. In regards to Anthony Davis, by the way, Dennis Schroeder's got to continue to do it. I played a clip earlier of Anthony Davis saying, he can't change his game once LeBron comes back. He's got to stay this aggressive. He's got to be, you know, the same Dennis Schroeder as he was when both LeBron and Anthony Davis were out. So we'll find out and, and, and see on that front. In regards to uh, AD, I get it. I understand. Um, you know, I uh, I was going to talk about this a little bit earlier. Um, let me kind of assess AD's game real quick. Anthony Davis so far through the first three games, Okay. He went 2 of 10 from the field, 5 of 19, and then 8 of 15 last night against Orlando. Literally don't really care about the stats. I'm not paying attention to the stats because when you miss 30 games, he's trying to get back into his rhythm. He's trying to get his endurance back, get his timing back. Uh, Certainly he's not going to come back and all of a sudden just be the Anthony Davis that we're accustomed to. But I will say this, moving forward, kind of got no more excuses for this Lakers team. They're good enough to run off the rest of the schedule. They're good enough with Anthony Davis there, Andre Drummond in the front court with him, the Dennis Shooters, the Montrezl Harrells, the Kuzmas. Lakers are deep enough where whenever LeBron James comes back, and it's you know hopefully sooner than later, we, we shouldn't even be having a conversation of the Lakers falling below the five. We really shouldn't. I mean, they have... Um, a pretty good cushion right now, and you know, luckily the Portland Trailblazers have been awful, but Portland won tonight, but Lakers still have a three-game cushion on the Portland Trailblazers. The next four games for the Lakers, just to kind of point this out, Washington tomorrow, Sacramento, Toronto, Denver, all at home. There is no reason why the Lakers fall below five, and I, I think it's strategically smart to stay at that five spot so you're not facing the Suns or the Clippers or the Jazz in the first round. Yeah, you could face them. Can you face them a little bit later? Denver's making playing good basketball. I get all that. Without Jamal Murray, they're just not going to be the threat that they once were. And I, I hit on that with the Anthony Davis front is all I cared about with Anthony Davis these first few games, how's he looking, rhythm, that. But now that we're kind of getting past that stage, now we're going to start expecting Anthony Davis to go back to AD. And I'm with you on don't live out on the three-point line. Nobody's going to stop you on the block. Nobody is. Absolutely nobody is. Start putting some more pressure on other teams. 
um, to get you to the free throw line, get them into foul trouble, and I think we're going to see that see that as uh, as things progress here. Okay, I got to get into this uh, this next topic here because so I got Trevor Lane coming up here at seven or uh, at eight thirty. So Julius Irving, one of the greats the game has ever seen. Uh, some of my favorite highlights of all time are, are Dr. J. Just beautiful, beautiful highlights. One of them against the Lakers that rocked the baby, uh, that dunk that he had back in uh, back in the eighties. Okay. Question came up. The uh, posted up podcast with Chris Haynes on Yahoo Sports. Question came up about uh, top two all time NBA teams, and he goes down the list. All right, let me let me tell you who he had on his first team. Okay, in his first team, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, and Elgin Baylor. Okay, well, I mean, I, I can't make much arguments there. As unbelievable players. His second team, he had uh, Magic, Jordan, Bird. Carl Malone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on his second team. These are all unbelievable players. If the conversation was, give me your top five players of all time, I mean, we could sit here all day, and uh, I've done this with Michael Thompson before. Michael's going to say, this player, I might pick somebody more in my generation that I actually got to watch, and you could tell uh, Dr. J is picking a lot of people from his generation, also from the 80s era. Um, that's, That's primarily where he's grabbing a lot of these players. I'm sorry. You cannot list out 10 players um, in the NBA, the 10 greats. The list shouldn't even be 10, but I'm just going to say 10 just to make this simple here. And you don't have LeBron's name in that conversation, please. Uh, it's it's almost not even worth having the conversation, but I have to have the conversation because Dr. J is one of the greatest to play as well. What is the reason? Why would Dr. J not have LeBron James on one of those teams? He said he's the guy who has led the charge in terms of super teams. So his reasoning is that the championships he got has been on super teams. Technically, what he's saying is he doesn't give him credit because he was on the Miami Heat with Dwayne Wade and with Chris Bosh, that he was on the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm assuming with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, that he's been on the Los Angeles Lakers and he won that championship with Anthony Davis. Um, Chris Haynes was quick to mention that if you ask LeBron James that question, LeBron would say all these teams that have won in the past have been super teams. Look at the Lakers back in the Showtime era. Hall of Famers everywhere you look. Look at the Boston Celtics back in the day. Hall of Famers everywhere you looked. Shaq and Kobe, there were two stars. Um, You can go down the list and look at other teams that have won championships, and you're going to have a couple superstars. That's just the way it works. The Golden State Warriors took it to even a different level when KD decided to lose in Game 7 against the Warriors and then go join the freaking Warriors. Nobody had any chance against that team. I would say this. One of the other points that Dr. J made was players weren't picking their own teams. That was one of the points that he made. There's two ways to look at this, and I'm also the one that wasn't a fan of seeing LeBron go join the Miami Heat, but I understood the reason for it. His franchise was not putting his franchise and his own ability to win a championship. Um, They didn't have his best interests. Let's put it that way. 
LeBron James took it in his own power to say, if the franchise is not going to put me in the best position to win an NBA championship, then I got no choice than to go figure it out for myself. Oh, by the way, you don't want to count those two in Miami because he played with other superstars, uh, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. How about what he did against the Golden State Warriors back in 2016? How about what he's done to this Lakers franchise since he came to the Lakers over the last two years and has a chance by the time this year is all uh, all said and done, potentially going back-to-back with the Lakers in year 17 and 18 in his career? Let me take it a step further. LeBron's going to break almost every freaking record that you could think of in NBA history. And Oh, by the way, he's going to be, when it's all said and done, uh, top three, if not even closer, I think he's already top three, scoring ever and top five in assists ever. Do you understand how ridiculous those stats are to be top five in assists and top three, and we'll see where he ends up in points? Do you understand that that does not happen? You have people that either facilitate or people that either score. He's going to be in both of them. And to say that he's not one of the top ten players in the history, or if he's going to put together his teams, to, to not put him on because you think he started the charge in terms of super teams, I don't know. That one uh, that one kind of rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> Got to be honest here. That one definitely rubbed me the wrong way. I felt like um, someone as great as Dr. J should be appreciating LeBron James, not kind of taking away what he's accomplished. So uh, I would uh, I would be happy to take some phone calls. The problem is I got Trevor Lane coming up next. So if you want, I could squeeze in maybe a phone call around 845 if you guys want to be on this topic. Um, Trevor Lane, Lakers Nation, coming up next. Uh, thank you for being a part of the show. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. What a perfect segue. I think of Montrez Harrell, the way he is on the basketball court, grabbing every rebound, dunking all over the place, and then Trevor Lane from Lakers Nation. I mean, is this not a perfect segue? You there, Trevor? Hey, Alan. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, I've often. <laughs> when been I think Montrez, I think Trevor Lane, Lakers Nation. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? There's so many similarities to Montrez Harrell, so I totally get that. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Alan. How are you? I'm doing good. All right, let, let me get started with this. I just finished this rant on Dr. J. Uh, who, by the way, is you know some of the greatest NBA highlights is watching Dr. J, and he's on with Chris Haynes, uh, the uh, Posted Up podcast, Yahoo Sports. Did you see his uh, his all time his all two all time NBA teams? Did you, did you get a chance to see that? Yeah, I did. He he kind of lost left uh, LeBron James off the list what there, didn't I, he? What am I missing here? What's going on here? I'm missing. But by the way. Not only left LeBron James out, but let me just use as an example that second team that he had there, which was uh, Magic, and it was Jordan, it was Larry Bird, it was Kareem, and then it was Karl Malone. Why, why, just put LeBron there. Just put LeBron in that spot, and that's it. There's no conversation here. I, what, did you uh, did you catch that? Do you what 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 do you think Dr. J is thinking to leave LeBron out? By the way, he says he's the guy who had led the charge in terms of super teams. Players weren't picking their own teams, so that's the reason why he left him off. 
Well, I think there's this interesting dynamic here between the the older players that you know the guys who have been through the league you know, in the last few few decades and the guys who are in the league right now. And certainly things have changed from back then to to right now the way things are in terms of player empowerment and everything. But you know when you look at these guys who are are you know are just are just massive players in the history of the NBA. They look at the guys right now, and it's almost like they're trying to discredit them. They're trying to take away from the things that these guys guys have accomplished. And I don't know if it's something where they want to hold on to their own personal records, to their own glory, and so by, you know, by somehow discrediting the guys who came, who are are coming up right now, they're somehow trying to preserve their own legacy or something like that. It's uh, it, it's a strange thing. It's a strange dynamic, and I wish it wasn't a thing. I wish that the guys that were uh, you know, the heroes of the past could just give credit to the players who are around right now. And Dr. J is not the only one. We've seen a number of these guys do this kind of thing, try to take away from what players of today are accomplishing and try to try to diminish what they're doing. And I, I, just, I hate to see it. I would like to see them just praise these guys and, uh, and, and, you know, put them, put them up on a pedestal for what they've accomplished because some of these guys certainly deserve it. And, uh, it's a frustrating thing to see, certainly, from, from my perspective anyway. I would like to see the veterans be a little bit more supportive of the players that are around today and appreciative of their game. Uh, you know, even if they don't approve of the way the team was put together, the game is simply different today than it was back during, say, the early 1980s. And, uh, and that's just, it's the way things are right now. And I think we can still, we can still glorify the, the, the athletic talent that we're seeing right now in the NBA. Trevor Lane, senior writer, Lakers Nation. You can follow him on Twitter, at Trevor underscore Lane. Joining Lakers Talk. You know, Trevor, I, I get all that. I think at the end of the day, if it's a different player, that's one thing, but not LeBron. Like LeBron, it's not even a conversation. There's certain players you can maybe have, you have that chat about, or maybe you're throwing out, well, if, if it's not this player, then it could be this player. I, I get that, but... LeBron is one of those that's a no-brainer. Like that shouldn't even be a conversation. Only conversation with LeBron is okay, well where do you have him as all-time greats and uh, obviously it should be a short list. So anyways, we don't have to keep going on that, but uh that's obviously been a story for most of the day today on Dr. J. Um you know, I I'm Trev, I'm I'm looking at this Lakers team right now. We we see we got 11 games left on the schedule. Lakers sitting in 5th place in the Western Conference. Both Portland and Dallas won today, but I, I do think there's enough separation between the Lakers and let's just use Portland, who's three games back. I kind of expect the Lakers, I expect nothing less than to hold on to this fifth spot. I mean, am I now that Anthony Davis is back, he's got a few games under his belt. Whenever LeBron does come back, I think there's enough on this Lakers team. You look at the next four games, all winnable games. Do you agree with me that at this point you'd be surprised if the Lakers don't stay in the number five spot? Yeah, I certainly would, and I think the odds were definitely improved when uh, when the Mavericks lost to the Kings last night. So I know they're picking up a win tonight, but uh, you know that that gave the Lakers a little bit of breathing room. Of course, it was an ideal that the Lakers lost twice in a row to the Dallas Mavericks, but yeah, I, I'm with you, Alan. I would be surprised if they surrendered that fifth seed, which would then put them in a into a first round matchup. It appears with the Denver Nuggets. The uh, listen, I'm not saying it's ideal. I know there's plenty of predicaments and situations that kind of play itself out and I know there's a lot of Laker fans pumping their chests and saying we'll we'll take on anybody but I think there is something to if you can avoid playing some of these upper echelon teams a little bit further down and listen let's not sugarcoat it for Denver they're playing good basketball but this is a team that I thought was the second best team in the West before Jamal Murray's injury this is 
you know, you now obviously don't expect them to do too much. If they end up with the Lakers in the first round, that's just uh, that's just unfortunate for them. But uh, we'll see how things play out on that front. Um, Trevor, I, I've had uh, I've had a few people. Um, I got their opinion, and I think this seems to be a conversation right now. Chemistry perspective: How many games do you need to see the Lakers play before they get into the playoffs? Where, where do you stand on the Lakers? And uh, I guess you can say prioritizing how many games LeBron plays before they get back into uh, the playoffs. Do you think that's important, or do you think because it's LBJ that the dude and the rest of this team will adjust behind him? Yeah, I do think it is important, in particular because, look, if this was last year's team, let's say they just ran it back, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, everybody just come back, right? Then we wouldn't be so concerned about it because this squad would have been together for, you know, this would be their second full season together. But instead, the Lakers, Rob Palenka went out and they added a lot of new pieces. You know, Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell and Marcus Gasol, Wes Matthews, on and on. And then you go and you add Andre Drummond on the, on the buyout market. You bring in Ben McLemore. There's a lot of new pieces in there that LeBron really needs to get chemistry with. I mean, we've seen it. It takes a little bit of adjustment to get used to playing alongside LeBron James. So I do think these games are going to be important. Health is still the most important thing, though, Alan. He's, you're getting LeBron 100% healthy. is still the most important thing. But I do think the Lakers are going to have to do whatever they can to try to develop chemistry. It's not an ideal scenario. You'd love to have half a season for them to kind of build that rapport with some of these newer guys. But that's just the, the, the reality that the Lakers are staring down right now is that they're going to have to try to build chemistry on the fly and then hope that their talent level is high enough to carry them with 100% healthy LeBron James, hopefully, and, of course, 100% healthy Anthony Davis. If it was, Trev, if it was anybody else, if it was, uh, you know, I'll just use a different team out there. If uh, I, don't, I, mean, I don't even have a good comp. If it was anything other than LeBron James, I would have more concern. But I was, you know, I was mentioning this during the show. If LeBron wanted to go out tomorrow and uh, pick me, you up, Steve, and somebody else off the street, we'll we'll hang in an NBA game because it's LeBron James. And I know I say that so casually. It's not ideal, but I do feel like whether he comes back with five games left, three games left, eight games left, LBJ is that's the one player that will find a way to make sure everybody's comfortable, I think, before the playoffs start. And then once the playoffs start, obviously we take it from there. Um, we'll obviously have to wait and see. And, and, you know, the latest that we got on the LeBron James front, um, we keep hearing more and more rumors. We keep hearing, you know, more chatter and conversation that he could be coming back soon. I saw something uh, a little bit earlier, I think it was yesterday, uh, Dave McMenamin Woj reporting that James could return, return as soon as this week. Sources told uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, um, when he does come back, how, how do you think that that flow with him, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, making sure you're incorporating the Dennis Schroeders of the world, the Montrezl, the Kyle Kuzmas, when LBJ is back, just what what are your overall thoughts? Healthy team, this roster as is, how do you think the Lakers walk into the playoffs? You know what? I think that they are, you know, to, to speak to your point that you were just making, I think they're in better shape than if it was a superstar not named LeBron James. Like, if this was James Harden, that's a big, big adjustment because he plays one style of basketball. LeBron James is, you know, Kobe was like this too, where he's got the ability to read the floor and see what his team needs and adapt and adapt his game accordingly. If the Lakers need LeBron to score the basketball a bunch, he's going to score the basketball a bunch. If the Lakers need him to pass and be a facilitator, he can do that. 
And so I think that flexibility is what is going to help the Lakers here moving forward, that he can read a game as the game progresses and understand what that game needs in order to result in a Lakers win and then adapt his game according to that. So I think that's absolutely going to help out quite a bit. Um, there is going to be an adjustment period still for especially some of these new guys who haven't played with LeBron James before. But like I said, if this was any other star in the NBA, I would be more concerned about it than I am now because LeBron is just so adaptable to the players that are around him. Trap final one, Lakers, Wizards tomorrow, Washington. They lost yesterday in overtime to the Spurs, but they have won 10 of their last 12 games. They were on an eight-game winning streak. Bradley Beal put up 45 yesterday. Russell Westbrook has 30 triple doubles this season. Um, uh, tough game tomorrow. What, what, what do you think? How do you think tomorrow plays out? You know, I do think it's going to be a game where the Lakers have to be locked in, especially defensively in terms of their coverages. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook will lead the defense and they'll take advantage of any miscue, any mistake that you make, they will take advantage of it in a split second. So it's something where Frank Vogel has got to have his team's defense focused. They can't look at the Wizards and think, oh, this is the Wizards of, of years past. This is an, an easy win. That's not going to be the case. This is a Wizards team that is fighting to stay in that play-in tournament. They have the Chicago Bulls breathing down their necks right now for that 10 seed in the Eastern Conference. So I think this is going to be a fight. If the Lakers come out focused and sharp, I think they should be able to walk away with the win. But you know what? Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, you cannot cast those guys out. This will not be an easy one for, for L.A. for sure. When I think of Montrez Harrell, I think of Trevor Lane. Senior writer, Lakers Nation, <laughs> at Trevor underscore Lane on, uh, on Twitter. Trev, as always, bud, appreciate it. Have a good uh, rest of your night. See if we can get a W tomorrow. Hey, sounds good, Alan. Thanks a lot, and uh, and keep working on that jumper. I saw the video you posted. That wasn't on good. We, yeah, it wasn't we're good. We're gonna have to meet up at some point. Here. I know, I know. I need uh, got some work to do. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you. Put up a video on YouTube. Uh, I think it was two of seven from the field, guys, by myself. That it wasn't my. Uh, let's just say it wasn't my best work. Okay, Laker fans, here's what we got coming up: uh, Harris Resort, SoCal. I got one more of these two-night stays to give away. I got some more Lakers trivia coming up. So for those who are just tuning in right now, eight seven seven. 710 ESPN. I got some Lakers trivia questions that I'm going to ask fans out there, callers that are around, 877-710-ESPN. I'm going to figure out a way to give out this Harris Resort SoCal. Know your Lakers info when we come back. Stay right here, Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Man, what a show tonight. A lot of moving parts tonight. Thank you to Steve making things happen back there. Um, all right, I got this. Uh, I got another Harris Resort SoCal two-night stay that I want to give away. Okay, so if you're just tuning in right now and you want to call in, you're probably not going to get through. Um, this is our fast break to Harris Resort SoCal, so it's a two-night stay at Harris Resort for you and a guest, plus a $200 resort credit to spend while you're there. Um let me kind of uh, let me explain the way we're doing this. I'm doing some trivia questions, but you got to be on your game. These are not that easy of trivia questions. So, if I uh, if I call your name, 
I'll ask you the trivia question, and we'll do. Uh, obviously, try to. Uh, hopefully, I, I'm 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 room for you guys. I want you guys to win. Um, okay, let's uh, let's start off with Eric in LA. Eric, thank you for calling in, buddy. Um, all right, you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, you want something older or something a little newer? It doesn't really matter. I can go back. My uh, man, listen to you. One or current. Listen By the way, to this you. is Bill in Canoga Park. Oh, okay. Bill and <laughs> I got that all. I got that yeah. completely wrong. All right, Bill and Canoga Park. All right, don't forget that, yes, Steve. So if we, uh, if he does get the win, okay. Let, let's do this. The Lakers beat the Celtics twice in the finals in the eighties. What years did they beat them? Uh, 1985 and 1987, sir. Uh, yeah, that that didn't take very long. Uh, give it up to uh, Eric. You said right. You said Eric. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm Bill. sorry. I'm 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 Bill. screwing up the name. Bill. Uh, congratulations, yeah. my man. You spent you wasted you no time in winning that Harris Resort SoCal and those two nights. So thank you for calling in. Thank you for being a part of the show. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Love All right, show. stay online. Stay online because uh, Steve's going to get your information. Um. Okay, I got to be honest, Lake friends. I wasn't expecting that just that quick. I wasn't expecting. I got a list of uh, forty more questions here. So if you did call in, I appreciate it. But we already gave away our three nights there. So uh, thank you for being a part of the show there. Um, okay, let's uh, let's kind of keep moving on here. I want to play something here from yesterday. I was not expecting that the first uh, caller that I got was going to answer that. I thought there would be a little bit more drama to that, uh, but. He wasn't messing around. Let's just say that. He even said right from the beginning, he's like, I, I don't care. What do you want? What are you asking me? When do I? Current or in the past? Just ask the question. I'd ask the question. You got the answer. Um, this came from Dennis Schroeder yesterday. Post-game interview on LeBron James just kind of having that discussion of when he'll come back and what it's, what it's going to be like when he does come back. Take a listen to this because there's a lot more dialogue and conversation now about LBJ. Hey, no. I know, but uh, I mean, it's probably the Lakers uh, organization who gonna tell you guys. Um, I mean, he's close. Uh, I can tell you that much. Um, so we can't wait. You know, we can't wait to for him to get you know get back, help us you know win games again and um, be together. You know, at the right time. We're like ten games in, eleven games in, and then uh, like I said, get to work. All right, that's uh, Dennis Schroeder right there. So, listen, I, I think there's been, you know, obviously LeBron posted on Instagram doing some light jogging. So I think there's there's obviously been some chatter and some conversation about LPJ more and more here. He's been out since March 20th. March 20th is when he got injured against Atlanta. So we're obviously um, past four weeks. We're five weeks in now. This is week number six that LeBron James has been out um, so far with his injury. And we had heard reports early on that it would be a four- to six-week injury. Here we are. Um, LBJ, uh, Dave McMenamin, and Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that James would return as soon as this week. Sources tell ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, James has looked strong in his ramp-up workouts on the Lakers' current road trip, a source told ESPN. So uh, that came yesterday. And then you heard Dennis Schroeder say, you know, LeBron may be back soon. And and he also said, go ask the Lakers. Don't ask me that question. So with all that being said, I, I've I've tried to make this case here, and I did it with Bresnahan. I did a little bit with Trevor Lane from Lakers Nation. But now this is a chance for me to kind of run on my own a little bit. Um, the case I would make is this. Ideally, 
for LeBron and for the Lakers. Can he get five games in before the playoffs? Five games. And if that happens, great. If it doesn't happen, okay, the world's not going to end. But if we're in week six right now of LeBron James, um, we're five weeks in. This is now week six, the start of week six that LBJ has been out for the Lakers. If he if he played five more games for the Lakers before the playoffs start, that would be May 9th. That's about 11, 12 days away. So in total, it would be closer to seven weeks that LeBron would be out with this injury. And I was listening to Stephen A. Smith yesterday talking about how you know, the chemistry portion plays actually a big part. He thinks that's a big deal. Um, I'm not one to to kind of play off of that, but five games would be close to what LeBron James had last year when the NBA restarted. We got into that Orlando bubble. Remember they had eight regular season games, and LeBron played six games before the playoffs started. I know that's not coming off an injury, so I know it's a completely different scenario. It's not apples to apples. But if he came back May 9th, that gives him five more games. Between now and May 9th, you're looking at two, four, six games. You got Washington tomorrow. You got Sacramento coming up on Friday. Toronto uh, on Sunday. Denver a week from, or Denver on Monday, and then two games: Clippers and Portland before uh, um, we play that game against the Phoenix Suns. I actually don't think the Lakers. Um, I don't think they're going to move from where they are in the NBA standings. I think the slot that they're in right now is probably where we're going to see them. And I've kind of changed my tune on this because there was a time where I kept barking the Laker fans, who cares where we end up in the standings? But I think now that uh, now I think that the dust has settled, now that I think we're sitting in a position where Anthony Davis is back and the, the schedule is starting to look a little bit more favorable – you got teams like the Portland Trailblazers and the Dallas Mavericks who, yes, I know Dallas beat the Lakers two games in a row, and then they lost to the Sacramento Kings after that. They did win tonight. Um, but Lakers have a good enough advantage, two and a half games on Dallas, three games on Portland. I, I don't think they move from this fifth spot. I put it this way. I'd be very surprised if the Lakers don't end up in the fifth spot in the Western Conference. And I'd also be disappointed if they fell back and now you got the Clippers in the first round. No, I, I think it would be nice to not have to play one of those elite, elite teams until a little bit further on down the road um, when it comes to uh, the, the Lakers schedule. Um, by the way, also uh, also for those who got a chance to listen to uh, the All the Smoke podcast and Jeannie Buss was on there with Matt Barnes and uh, Steven Jackson, I know that got a ton of run over these last uh, couple of days. Top five most important Lakers, and Jeannie said... Uh, Kobe, Magic, LeBron, Kareem, and Phil Jackson. Listen, let me just say this. I know everybody's going to have their own opinion on that. We could sit here for an hour and debate the most important Lakers. I was telling Michael Thompson yesterday, I would have Dr. Jerry Buss on that list. I'd probably put Chick Hearn on that list. Um, but, you know, I almost feel I almost feel stupid not having Jerry West on that list. So I think that's also one of those arguments that you can certainly make. Um, and we could sit here for a long time, but it's funny. I heard people saying that Jeannie was getting criticism for what do you mean getting crit- There's nobody on that list that you can't make an argument for. And I think this is part of uh, it's, it's subjective. Everybody's going to have their own opinion. Um, this is not going to be some, this is not black or white. This is not, it's in or it's out. No, no, it's literally somebody might value certain players more. Phil won five championships with the Lakers. And oh, by the way, Kobe and Shaq never won a championship before he got there. 
Kobe couldn't win another one until he got back there. And, and I'm sure for Phil Jackson, it's a it's a mutual a marriage here. Jordan, Pippen, Shaq, Kobe, Powell. He's had great players, but he won five championships with the Lakers. So we could all make our case for most important players. All right, I got to get out of here. Uh, Lakers talk social coming up next. Thank you to all the Laker fans who are a part of the show. We appreciate the partners, too, that help sponsor this show. Uh, L.A. Lakers taking on the Wizards tomorrow. We'll see you then.